0: probably boiling every internal organ he has.
1: Welcome to the Normaners Podcast. Time for our anime review part one of the week. I'm your host, Maxwell Seresia.
0: And I'm your host who thinks ties are bullshit, Davis Bates.
1: Yes, it's time to talk the newest episode of My Hero Academia, the anime we've been talking about. anime review part one all season long and we got a i feel like a pretty good episode davis
0: yeah uh yes yes we did we got a solid episode out of this whole uh what are you gonna do this is these are two solid sets of teams give or take so this was always going to be a great episode and i'm very happy that we have this now especially once again after the last team fought it was terrible we really needed this This it's an exceptionally good episode minus the ending because it's bullshit I've uh, we got we got to start with Ida. We have to start at the beginning with Ida. What in the hell was that man? Had movie level animation going around him, and he was maybe he should not be in Jenny. Maybe he should be like Speed God at this point because that he's like one of the fastest in the show right now for ten minutes too. That's like that's he's like oh my god, he's going speed of light there for ten minutes. Good fucking luck to anyone who wants to hit him.
1: Yeah, how he said he was like. At the end, he's like, I'm I'm too slow. I'm like, dude, when you came in and just whip-kicked Mudman in the face, oh. I like was like, holy shit! It's insane.
0: It literally makes that weird, gross scene last episode where he's ripping out his mufflers worth it. Because, holy shit, this guy is fast as all a get-out. And I thought he did really well like for his character. Ever since the Stain arc, they've been trying to like push that Ida is... You know, he is going to save people before he actually fights the villain. That's like kind of what his thing is. And I like how they how he's really held to that, especially in this episode. That was it really showed it made him lose, but it really helped show uh, that he's becoming ingenium, which is awesome.
1: Uh, Yeah, I liked how Deku was like, yeah, you may have not a one, but, you know, he's not saying it directly to him, but you may have not a one, but you looked really cool. And I was like, yeah, you did look cool, dude. You look super cool.
0: That looked insanely cool. Just the opening scene where they have the fire literally shooting into the sky out of the ice. It's like, holy crap. Very happy with what Ida is doing. I'm sure he'll get debuffed somewhere along the line, but I'm very happy with this. With like how they portrayed him in this episode and how how he was pretty much the most important person on this team throughout the entire episode, because he just, he got the one guy in jail, he saved Todoroki, he was just there, he was there at all the clinch moments that you needed him to be, and that was, uh, that was really impressive, and I thought, I liked, I thought, good on you guys for making him a really cool character again.
1: He was definitely the MVP of that team, for sure. I mean, the tail man, whatever, stupid power, is getting his ass reamed. Oh my god,
0: destroyed by Spiral there, which... Once well, I said his last episode, Spiral should probably be in class one A. When uh, Tailman should be in class one B. Like having a tail is not a superpower. Uh, we did get to sort of see one of his ultimate moves, but it was under ice, so we didn't really get to see what it did. Some spiral thing uh, from Tailman. From Tailman, oh, yeah, I mean, where you
1: like shock shock yeah. it. Yeah, was uh, that before? It was like a spiral yeah, thing. Exactly.
0: <laughs> but I I enjoyed. I enjoyed that fight, and I enjoyed how they kept saying, like, every time Spiral hit him, it like caused some in- like weird, intense set of pain. So I was wondering if I wonder if he has like, I don't wonder if Spiral will come back around later on. and will have, we'll see more to his quirk because they didn't really explain why he causes this weird, like, random amount of pain.
1: Yeah, because it affected Ida too, also.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, it's right. It did. I forgot about that. So I wonder if they'll come back around and explain that. Yeah, that'd be super cool. They can explain that. I would like that a lot. There is one thing I really want to talk about in this episode is that. Some of these characters probably should have died from the damage they were taking. This uh, this match was way more lethal than the show let it on to be. When Tailman was about to lose there before Ida comes to his rescue, like, here's the one, the one scene where it just, like, it stops, and you just see Spiral literally have, like, a spiked hand going right at um, Tailman's face, and it's like, I don't know who that wouldn't kill. So... What are you trying to do there, guy? It's a it's a sparring match, and I'm just like, Oh crap. That was the first thing I saw. I was like, Okay, okay, whatever, you just saved him, so you know that that was never gonna happen. That was just cinematic effect. But when Toger has a bar slam right into his back, that pipe, like uh, that's a shattered spinal column. I know anime characters are way more durable, but this show likes to go all over the place with that durability. And uh, they definitely really exercised it in this episode.
1: Yeah, when Tony Roker got rocked, I was like, Oh, you're dead. You're literally dead. And then the, the thing about it is he gets rocked and he's like, oh, no, I'm going unconscious. I'm
0: losing, <laughs> I'm losing consciousness. Two characters said that in the episode, too. Wait, this
1: is what you, you mean? That it didn't immediately knock you unconscious? <laughs> like, yeah,
0: that's a that's a that's a that's a going at Yeah, yeah you're it's not gone. Like,
1: yeah. You're literally dead. Hey, you right in the back of the neck. I don't know
0: who that wouldn't knock unconscious at the very least. That would also wouldn't kill. And even even Ida when he had I know it was made of mud. But he had an entire building dropped on him. That's still a lot of mud. And that's super heavy. That's going to crush him. But once again, just just they're doing their weird, their weird varying amounts of durability. But uh, that's my really only complaint about this episode. Other than the fact we didn't get to see Todoroki's freaking super move that I was
1: dying to see. You know, it looked like it was going to be so awesome. The one thing I did really like, though, about Todoroki and Tetsu Tetsu was the logic behind them two fighting each other. I thought that was so cool that he was like the perfect counter to Todoroki because Todor- so th- throughout the entire series, he's been so OP. And then I was like, oh. watching the episode, I was like, no one has a chance against this team. And then the whole, like how hot cold does hot half, hot, hot, cold, whatever doesn't affect him. I, I thought that was so cool.
0: I liked that a lot. Uh, I thought it was, very intense, although I did also like they probably point out like Chetsu Chetsu, you're completely unaffected by that he his metal was getting super heated, so probably boiling every internal organ he has but uh i I thought that that yeah, that was an excellent pairing, and I thought it was great, and i I don't know, I really liked with Todoroki, they've had this ongoing thing ever since season two, even season one that he doesn't use his fireside enough, he's just so like reflexively on the cold side for only using it for so many years and they they keep driving that home and that's why i'm so mad we didn't get to see that ultimate moves because he was finally gonna break through that and like get past all of it it's like ah now i have my ultimate fire move yes and this it sounded so cool too it sounded like a jet engine and all that i just love i love when a character who expends like a lot of you know, energy and power. Like, in Todoroki's case, he, like, shoots something. That fire goes everywhere. I love it just when a character like that just absorbs all the excess energy around him and concentrates it. I don't know why. That's some of my favorite types of attack. Just, like, that just feels so much more stronger than everything else. And it's just, like, when we saw the fire sucking, it was like, yes! This is gonna be amazing! Tetsu Tetsu, you're probably gonna die as well because that would kill anyone else, too. And then, of course, no. Mudman. Fucking Mudman
1: i know i was so disappointed i was like this that's gonna be awesome however i was thinking the entire time i was like is anyone gonna stop this or we just gonna let this keep going because at first i thought his fist was just gonna be like covered in just like flames whatever but it like was supercharged beyond belief i was like oh my feet punches this kid i feel like this kid's gonna die yeah
0: yeah they're uh yeah big dead big dead right there Whatever. We'll see this power one day. I can't wait to see it. I really hope it's sometime in this. I hope it's sometime in this will, season. Because I really just want to know what that power is. Know, it was just a. It was so intense. I don't know. This was a very overall intense episode. And just, it's been. I think it's been my favorite out of the season so far. Actually.
1: I would actually 100% agree with you. 100% agree with you. I thought I was on my. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. That stupid. Rock pony girl. When her dumb horns and her dumb horns ruined the episode.
0: Oh, that's what we got to talk about. That's what we got to talk about. I was so mad about that because, first off, the fight against Tentacool, Tentacruel, Tentacool, however you say his name, it was really awesome. Like, I loved how he just, he dominated the entire fight with all of his multiple arms. I thought... He's always had the gross quirks in season one, and it's been really—it's proven to be very useful each time. And I loved how he's just made it better in combat and everything. Like when he whipped out his like hundred hands, there it was like, "This is a cool quirk. I love this. Keep doing this." And when she went in the air, I was like, "Come on, man, give us some ultimate move or just like shoot a million hands into the sky and catch her." And he didn't do that. And I'm just like, I'm so mad about this. I hate how I hate how it was her power too that made the tie it's like you have the worst power on this team and it just this is all it's used for useful for this is it like terrible if this was a real listen, let's be realistic if this is a real fight she'd be dead so she'd be dead. so incredibly dead yeah the villain would not have stopped at that he would have he would have smashed through every he would have a killed everyone on the ground and then would have gone and killed her like there's no way that she could be here i hate her
1: <laughs> i also am very confused about her power so apparently she can control four of them but can shoot out a million of them and then if, like, I mean, look at Tailman. He just grabs her by the horns, and he's like, well, now you're useless. That's literally what happens. She's utterly useless until Mudman, the savior of Class 1B.
0: Literally, Mudman is... That's a, that's a 1A quirk right there. That man should be in Class 1A.
1: Honestly, I mean, Tetsu, Tetsu Spiral, and Mudman, I feel like, are all 1A. 1A-level characters. I agree. I think the only reason
0: Tetsu Tetsu's not in Class 1A is because... Red Riot, Red Riot, Red Rush, whatever his name is. Red Riot, yeah, that's the only reason I think that Tetsu Tetsu didn't make it into, uh, and because it's hilarious to put him in Class B and have them go at it. It's just, it's one of those, yeah, I think majority, yeah, all but all but Rocketti, apparently, could probably be in Class 1A, no problem. And we could probably dump some of the excess that's in Class 1A.
1: But overall, I thought it was a great episode, and I liked what they were doing with all the characters. Ida, badass as balls, it's always a good to see him badass. Love that Spiral called him a stick in the mud, and he's like, I've always been called that. There is a random thought I had before we move on from this episode that just popped my head while watching this episode. Having a quirk where you look like a normal person has to be such a luxury. Like, yeah. like oh, oh my god! god like yeah. so yes. many quirks. I'm like, dude, that sucks. You look like that. Like
0: that's awful. Mudman alone. Like you have a. You look scary. You are wearing a forever Halloween costume. Like you just look awful.
1: It'd be terrible to be like, uh, like, oh, what's your quirk? Oh, I'm, like, super strong, but I look totally normal. What's your quirk? I have, like, a million arms and, like, batwing kind of thing going on. Tentacle. I look disgusting. There's no chance of me ever finding love in this world.
0: Yeah. I have a bird head, and I somehow I like conjures a dark shadow. Who knows? Yeah, I agree. In a world where your quirk could turn your head into a cactus, it is probably a massive luxury to look normal.
1: But we can all agree the worst one to look like would be grape juice.
0: Oh, my God. He, yes. Yep. Yep. There's no argument there. He is literally the worst looking person forever. Forever a short guy with a diaper for a costume.
1: <laughs> great episode. Let's move on to the other show we've been reviewing, which another great episode. It's so nice to be reviewing a bunch of good shows to your eternity. What an episode. Oh my, oh my God. God. David what is out. going
0: on in this world. Oh my God. Yeah. Great episode. I loved it. I told you last episode that he was going to wear March's face and use it. Too much! Jeez, too much, dude! Yeah, I, know. I agree. I agree. The yellow eyes threw me off every time I saw him. It's like, oh my god, March doesn't have yellow eyes. What's going on here? Ah! I thought it was it was a great episode. I liked how he, how his forms I liked a lot how it talked about how he like, he's using his forms for different tasks now. So, the wolf has its sense of smell, keeps him on direction. He uses March to climb things and the boy to be on screen. That's really, I like how they have how they each have, like, a you know, a like a, a purpose now. And the old lady is cool. She is a, she's not my favorite um, companion right now.
1: Yeah, I thought she'd be more nicer, maybe interesting. I don't know. She, um, yeah, she uh, is definitely a surprise. I thought I do like the whole how she's teaching him to speak and how he starts to speak. Oh my God, she telling
0: him how to speak. Yeah. But the scene earlier, she was trying to literally trying to eat his leg.
1: <laughs> I did love when he was March, even though I hate seeing him as March, just because sadness Ow. ensues. Ow. But when he's like throwing the fruit down at her and just the face, the face. Yeah.
0: yeah, and what a what a what a callback scene! Like that's how him and March really finally first met. So I love that. I thought that was super cool that he used her form to reenact a scene. <laughs>
1: But, yeah, it was a really heartwarming and cute episode, and they had a Goonie music playing, and all this Goonie stuff's happening, and then, holy shit, did it take a turn to, like, (laughs) this is nice and fun, to all of a sudden, I'm like, what is going on with the show? It's incredible. This is craziness. Yep.
0: This show is insanity. Yeah. Just when that weird tree thing, I don't know. I still understand what that was. I understand what it was explained, what it was but it just stabs him right through the chest and steals his form. I I thought okay, I thought it was going to be I don't know. I know in the preview for this episode it said like, "Oh, the spear meets its first real encounter where it might die or something like that." It's like, "Okay, you know, it's not going to steal his forms or anything. It's just going to like super hurt his spearness." I don't know. But then when it stole his form and like it explained the blank spot, I was like, "What the fuck? holy crap that's so smart what a cool way to kill the sphere
1: yeah that was crazy uh just the way it was like going through underneath it's his skin and stuff like that fushi's skin it's just all gross all weird the first scene where he was the nameless boy and the vine branches shot out of his face like that very beautiful that was a really well-drawn scene but when they showed the just a missing image of the nameless boy in the chair one i was like oh no you motherfucker not the nameless boy I was like, don't even think about it. But I did like how pissed who she was about it, though. I thought that was really cool.
0: Yes, yeah. He saw the blankness in his mind, and then, and then this god entity thing pops out of nowhere. Um, did it say its name? I know what its name is because I read the wiki page. Do you? Do we? Did it say what its
1: name was? He just he just said he was the maker. That was it.
0: All right. Well, I won't spoil anything then, since for since we haven't gotten to it yet. Uh, I liked. I thought that was insane. the I, I, first off, I never ex- actually expected to meet the person that was, until the end at least, the person that was, yeah, I thought it was going to be this random god entity in the sky that we meet at the end of the series, maybe, but we're meeting him early, and apparently the sphere has a purpose in this world, as opposed to what I thought, what we thought before, which was just, he was just there to live and learn, which I, don't, you know, I, which I like, I think it's going to be super cool, although I am a little sad that the story isn't just the sphere you know, some God chucked this fear out of the world and see what it would do and see that, see it create these incredible memories as time goes on. It's still going to do that. It's gonna be a faction of the show, but there's this purpose behind it now, which is going to be great as well. I'm just saying, I think I, uh, I really liked the other story, but I think I would like this one more.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I thought that the idea of like getting to watch the spear, just travel its life and learn everything was such a heartwarming, but sad and fun, interesting story
0: just it see is, the story of life right there. Yeah. Right? That'd be cool.
1: It is interesting to see like that there's a purpose, especially how the maker left and was like, we'll have fun until the end. And I'm like, oh, there's an end? What did I expect? Of course, we're going to love Fushi. And if you look in the beginning, I think it's like right at the end of the opening credits, I mean, opening sequence, there's like a big wooden board, and it has like all these faces on it and it has the Nameless Boy and Fushi in the middle. And then if you watch the middle thing, it's just, right now, it's just Fushi, the bear, March, and the Nameless Boy, uh, the wolf, and the Nameless Boy. So I was like, okay, how many people are going to die in this show? Uh, One billion?
0: Uh, A lot, apparently. (laughs) A lot. I I think this is going to be super cool. Although my prediction is that the world, like, so I remember the maker, the guy who made him, said that it, the sphere is there him and the sphere have a task they need to like catalog the world or memorize the world or something like that it was on those lines of how i interpreted it so i'm guessing the world's coming to an end <laughs> um, and that's what they're they're there to preserve the memory of it through all these connections which i think would be insanely cool
1: that's kind of really cool actually i didn't think about it that way i just remember saying you won't preserve the world which I kind of like that idea. I didn't really think anything of it when you said it, honestly. I was like, oh, classic anime, like, preserve the world and life, blah, blah. But I like this idea. I I like that prediction a lot, too, because it kind of makes total sense for the show. Like, that's how the show would kind of work. And if so, that's going to be really, really depressing. But at the same time, the show is really, really depressing.
0: Yes, it's a massively depressing show.
1: Last episode of the podcast where we were reviewing the show, we were like, we really hope he doesn't turn into Marsh a bunch because it's going to be gut-wrenching. They were like, nope, 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 nope. Gonna do it a ton. I did like how it went through the explanation of why he turns into each thing and whatnot. And then you write, they really did only explain the nameless boy. he literally, I think, I think the maker literally says, and he turns into the nameless boy because, like, that's yeah,
0: (laughs) he just does it for the hell of it. It's because he's on the cover of the show, so we have to be the nameless boy every now and again. Regardless, I, I think that's. I like I like that. I like his growing repertoire of faces and everything. I do wish that he would stop coming back. It's like stop turning into them as their, you know, points right before they died. Just because with watching Marge walking around with an arrow in her is not the best thing to do. Although they didn't use it in this episode, which was really cool. That was cool. Which we got to talk about that, too. There's, there are entities now fighting against the sphere. that Because the maker was saying that, like, there are things, these things were made to, like, stop you and I. And it's like, what the
1: hell? What is this? That's what I'm saying. It's like, this episode, maybe you just go from, like, wow, this show's really interesting, I know nothing, to, man, I really don't know anything, and I want to know everything. And those things
0: aren't, they're like, they don't understand life, they just know how to take. It was like, what the?
1: Yeah, what, what is this? <laughs>
0: amazing. That's what it, it is. It is amazing. It is amazing. I like how it's a weird, I, honestly, also. I like how it's like a, it's also, its core is also spherical. Like it's some sort of like incomplete version of our sphere or something like that. I thought that was really cool. Some, some, mistaken, some mistaken creation. I think that's, oh, this show is great and it's so much better than I thought it was going to be. I knew this show was going to be good just because the trailer looked good. But then I saw this, like, holy crap, this show is great i mean my hero until when we'll see when my hero does it's actually it's arc that actually matters to the story eventually hopefully but right now this is the my anime it's still the anime that i'm literally most excited for i think it's i'm more excited than this than i am my hero which is the show i've been watching for how many years now
1: uh around the sixth season so Holy a long run the, the fifth season fifth, fifth season sorry a long time i would agree with you i think this is the best show ever now I think it's one of those shows where every episode gets better. There has, I think every episode is better than the last. And it's, I get way more excited to watch this. I, I will say that with My Hero, I no, we're talking to your attorney, but it's Anime Review Part 1, both of them. My Hero, um, I'm really excited for the next two fights, Bakugo and then the following after that. that I'm very excited for those ones. It's kind, of, it's kind of they were going through like the earlier side characters getting out of the way. They have to get the worst ones out,
0: although I really hope to God I don't have to see grape juice fight ever. I think I will be more excited for My Hero eventually. Right now they're in, as I've explained before, they're in their weird little Usually My Hero does two major arcs in a like in a season. One kind of has just to do with their schooling and really isn't overall important to their to like the main story and stuff. It's just it's it's there to develop their quirks and them and create like new characters' relations. We saw it with the sports festival. We saw it with the original licensing exam. We're seeing with this. But then the second half of the season usually is pretty big, important, and has to do with like the League of Villains and all this stuff. I I think I'll be more excited for it when we get to that arc. They better have one. But right now, just just right now, that show has like got it for me.
1: I would say if you took My Hero, what's going on exactly, just isolated in this season versus just the two season shows going against each other, this one is definitely better at the moment. Way more. Yes it's way more put together way more interesting and i love every second of it and also the line when he was like growing old growing up means you're, oh he's like growing up means to learn or something Ugh. and i was like you sons Ugh.
0: of bitches Ugh. right like, you was, this- you bastards you bastards i'm gonna drive to all your homes and just egg them for this you you guys yeah.
1: suck yes. but great show great show a cry crying your doorsteps